And welcome back to the Prospect League Podcast. I am your host, Ryan. Let's go over the league standings. In the East Ohio River Valley Division, we have the Champion City Kings at 16 and 10, Chillicothe Paints at 14 and 12, West Virginia Miners at 13 and 12, and the Johnstown Mill Rats at 7 and 19. I'd like to note the Chillicothe is on a seven game winning streak. They have really pulled things around, and we'll go over that a little bit later with their incredible past week. In the East, we have the Wabash River Division with Lafayette leading at 17 and 9, Danville with 16 and 10. Rex with 11 and 15, and Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp at 8 and 19. We have the West Great River Division. Normal Corn Belters at 14 and 10. Burlington Bees at 13 and 13. Quincy Gems at 12 and 14. And the Clinton Lumber Kings round that out at 10 and 17. In the West Prairie Lane Division, we have the O'Fallon Hoots at 16 and 10. The Cape Catfish at 15 and 11. The Springfield Sliders at 14 and 12. And the Alton River Dragons at 12 and 15. Cape has a three-game winning streak. I forgot to mention that normal corn belters are on a five-game winning streak there in the West Great River Division. We'll now go over our pitching and our batting leaders. We'll start with the top five prospect league batters. They are Lucas Galdoni with the Champion City Kings at 453. That's batting average. Chase Carney with the Kings at 443. Jake Skrine with the Quincy Gems at 433. Rob Westheyer with Rex at 425. And Ben Ross with Champion City Kings at 418. Home run leaders, we have, I'm going to mention this, the all-time leader is uh, Giancarlo Brunoni. He had 20 in 2012 with the Paints, and the only reason I mention that is because Rob Westheyer with the Rex has 10 already, and we're, I think, almost halfway through. So he still has plenty of time to get another 10, and he could break that record. Tanner Craig with Lafayette has 9. Again, really, really close. Pat Mills with West Virginia has 9. Again. Josh Gibson of the O'Fallon Hoots has 7, and Matt Shark of the Quincy has 7. RBI leaders. I'm going to mention again, the all-time is 66 with Matthew Teller from 2012 with Springfield. Pat Mills of West Virginia has 38 already. Very, very optimistic that he could break that record. Uh, it's really close. He's more than halfway through. So, Keenan Taylor Danville has 33. He is halfway through. Tanner Craig with Lafayette has 32. Trevor Johnson with Lafayette has 29. And Chase Carney of Champ City Kings has 27. We'll move the hits now. I'm not going to mention the all-time because the all-time is like, I think, 108, and we still are quite a ways out for any of these guys to hit that record. Chase Carney with the Kings has 47. Ben Ross with the Kings has 46. Alex Ludwig with the Paints has 38. Jackson Jones with the Bees has 37. And Pat Mills with the Miners has 35. You'll notice Pat Mills is creeping up there in some of the statistics. Him and uh, Chase Carney. Chase Carney was almost the slugger of the week last week. He missed it by just a hit or two. Pitching, Mac Hickman with the sliders has a 1.17 ERA. Peyton Harvard with the Alton has a 1.85 ERA. Mason Palmier with O'Fallon has a 2.03 ERA. Ryan Ehrman with the Shrimp has a 2.10. And Dylan Broski with Johnstown has 2.35. I think all five of these guys have been in that top five category since the beginning. I know Ryan Ehrman was our first uh, Prairie Farms Milk Pitcher of the Week. And... Uh, Matt Hickman was ours last week. Mason Palmier has been at the top as well, uh, missing that mark two or three times. So Mason, Mason Palmier, do not sleep on the kid. Super, super solid pitcher. All these guys are super super solid pitchers right now. Ryan Ehrman is insane when it comes to strikeouts, and we'll talk about that just now. The all-time is 109, and that was done by Brad Depperman with Lafayette in 2017. Ryan Ehrman's at 50 with a shrimp. 
Hayden Birdsong with Danville has 41. McLean Harris with the Bees has 34. Lucas Schaefer with the Clinton has 33. And Gage Voorhees with Kings has 32. I didn't mention wins because it's a six-way tie for first place with four wins. And then next is a 13-way tie with three wins for second place. So I didn't want to mention that just because there's so many guys who have four and three. I'm, I assume the later we go in the year that I will mention wins when it starts to break away from the pack. Now, I mentioned Chillicothe had an insane week, and they have a seven-game winning streak. Now, this is what that entitles. June 25th versus the Mill Rats, they set a new single-game high for hits, doubles, and walks, and that's for their, their team. Hits, they had 19. Doubles, they had 6. And walks, they had 11. This was all done in one game versus the Mill Rats on June 25th. June 26th, they beat Rex 30-2. to That's the highest scoring game this year so far. I don't believe I've ever seen a baseball game go 30-2. to And that was in seven innings. Matt Dockman threw a seven-inning complete game. Kent Reiser and Ben Gaber had grand slams. Ken Reiser drew in five RBIs in one inning. Isaac Bear hit a three-run home run. So an incredible week to Chillicothe. They have completely turned their uh, their game around. I know if you looked at the standings, Chillicothe was towards the bottom for like the first three weeks. People were asking why some of the players weren't with the teams yet um, that they had signed. Now, we had the College World Series going on, and a lot of our players play for colleges, of course, because it's a collegiate league. So a lot of our teams, once those teams started falling out of the College World Series tournament, they were able to go back to their teams. So you'll see a lot of teams now, especially this past week and a half or so, two weeks, are starting to get their guys back, and these guys are getting back in motion with the teams. And so you'll see a lot of uh, progress with the teams. You'll see a lot of quality because a lot of the guys, a lot of the teams had a lot of um, stand-in guys or they had a lot of temporary players that were local. So their their major signings were not with the team yet, so they were filling in those spots, and a lot of guys did really great. So... Now we have the guys back with their teams, and Chillicothe seems to have gotten their guys back, or something has clicked for Chillicothe because, obviously, it's working. We had some discussion on how the players are picked for the Prairie Farms Milk Pitcher of the Week and the Prospect League podcast Slugger of the Week is picked. So, because I do this, I usually record on Sunday afternoon. We post it on Monday at 12.05. I'm a one-man gig here, and... Um, you know, it's up to me to to help pick these. And so what we do is we go to the Prospect League website. Now, the stats are filtered in through Point Streak, which accumulates all the, the stats and things for us. It puts it on the website. I, you can go through there and you can click. You can you can find everything that I mentioned in the podcast there on the website. And it breaks it down by week and, it, you know, by 30 days. You can break it out however you want, by average hits, whatever. So when I click last seven days, and I do this on Sunday, it's before the Sunday games because most of those are done at night. So because I can't do this all on Monday morning and have it produced and edited and the graphics made and the post done, I do this on Sunday. And so on Sunday, the past seven days, they encompass from Sunday to Saturday, seven days. We have a, uh, an off day on Monday, so I didn't find that it would be okay to start that on Monday just because it's an off day. Sometimes we have makeup games, rainout days, but for the majority of the league, we have an off day on Monday, and so your day would start on Tuesday. So I would start the day on Sunday because that's the first day of the week normally. So that's just how I do it because uh, it's easier for me 
to do this, and it's it's almost it's almost impossible to have it produced and published there by Monday and have this all done on Monday, especially with the interviews and whatnot. I can't do all that and have it done. It's it's not possible. Um, so if, if you were kind of confused with uh, how the guys are picked and in this in the criteria for how they're picked, I go to point streak. I go to the top of the page. It tells me the last seven days who's the top this week. That is Ben Newbert of the Johnstown Millrats. He's an outfielder there for the team. Currently, this past week, he was hitting 650. He had six games, 20 at-bats, seven runs, 13 hits, a double, two home runs, and four RBIs. He drew four walks and was hit by a pitch once. He only had two strikeouts and had a stolen base. So congratulations to Mr. Newbert there with the Johnstown Millrats. Keep up the great work. He had an amazing week. First half of this week, the last couple days of June, we have Springfield at Quincy, Danville, Lafayette, Norman and Clinton, Champion City in West Virginia, Alton and Burlington, Cape and O'Fallon, Johnstown, Chillicothe, and Illinois Valley with the Rex. So um, definitely check the Facebook page. I like to have those posted every day at noon, and that can tell you the schedule. Sometimes that changes due to rainouts and made-up games. Sometimes there's doubleheaders. Sometimes there were missing games, and now there's games. So sometimes that does uh, change, so you need to check with the teams. Uh, specifically to see how they're playing that day uh, and who they're playing. So with that, if you have any questions or comments, please write in at ryan at prospectleague.com, and I can get those questions answered to you live on air. So with that being said, any information you need to know about the Prospect League, go to prospectleague.com. There's a great website. Every team has their own website as well. This has been Ryan signing off. We'll see you at the ballpark. Thanks for listening. <laughs>